Welcome to the Tell Wamsley Radio Show. Tell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. With me here today to help us uh, is Mr. Kim McLean. Kim is from uh, Central Texas. He's the multifamily mentor out there. Welcome, Kim. Thanks for having me on. Kim, I got a lot of stuff I want to talk to you today about, but um, some of it's personal, some of it's uh, consulting and so forth. Uh, but I want to, I'm going to make a little statement before we start, just to make sure that this isn't misunderstood. Folks, my entire life, I've never purchased a home that I could not afford to pay with one year's worth of pay. Uh, in other words, whatever my income was, when I first started and I had a $40,000 year income, I lived in a $40,000 condo. When I moved up to make 100 grand a year, I moved up to live in a $100,000 house. When I made a quarter of a million dollars a year, I lived in a $250,000 house. When I made my first million dollar year income, I went and bought myself a million dollar mansion over in the Galleria. Here's the point I want to share with you uh, before we get started, Kim and the rest of the world, is that I've never, ever been house poor. But I will tell you something I learned. When I was out there trying, after I started becoming wealthy, to find something to spend my money on, because my wealth was growing so rapidly, I figured I'd better do something for the enjoyment in life. It's not the money, it's the lifestyle. I looked at motorhomes, and I just couldn't get myself to buy one. The second you buy it, it depreciates down by 50%. And, uh, you know, you park it somewhere. You got to pay to park it. You only use it every once in a while. I looked at yachts. I had friends that took me out on the yachts. Boy, it was fun to go out on the yacht. But, man, you have to park those suckers somewhere. You have to clean them. You have to put gas in them. You have to maintain them. And you still only get to go out on them every once in a while. And have to worry about them at hurricane. Uh, you know, my dad said a long time ago, it's not what it costs to buy it. It's what it costs to maintain it. Uh, it's Etc. Etc. I looked at all kinds of things you could spend your money on. While I was doing all that for about two years, I was investigating what I was going to pick as a hobby. Steve Davis decided he was going to take this class on how to build houses, and he went down to Galveston and Pirates Cove, I think it's called, and he built himself a beach house. And I think he built it for like $450,000, and when he was done, it was worth like $750,000, and he just had a blast with it. It was just extreme fun for him. Now, you have to understand, Steve lives in a little 1,700, 1,800-square-foot home that he's had for the last 25 years, 30 years. I mean, he's he doesn't live in a big house. This was his home. This was his you know, splurge. But what got me about the whole thing, Kim, was that uh, about six months after he built the house and I was sitting and looking at all these things that were depreciating and that were not something you could enjoy every day. Here he had a house that went up in value. His toy went up in value and it irritated the living pejeebers out of me. So when I bought my first million dollar home over in the Galleria and I got up every single day and was waking up to incredible beauty. I realized that although I don't want people out there to think you need to go spend for a home right now, I want you to be conservative with your home, but I want you to get so rich you can afford whatever home you want is what I want. And even the home I live in now, which is 20,000 square feet with a 20-car garage, 
uh, I'm sorry, 16,000 square feet with a 20-car garage. Even this with incredible landscaping, unbelievable world I live in where it's like you go out in my backyard, it's like you're in a tropical paradise. Even that, I bought at 50 cents on the dollar and have made 2 or $3 million on it already just owning it. Now, here's the point I'm getting to. There is nothing that I have found more enjoyable as other than your relationship with your wife or your kids or whatever, but as a financially, physically purchased enjoyment. There is nothing I found that's better than waking up in the home of your dreams every single day, looking out the windows. And in my yard, I don't I see water. I see waterfalls. I see mountains. I see all kinds of tropical stuff. And now I know you've purchased your home, your dreams, Kim. And I'd like to touch base with you because I remember two or three years ago me giving you a little bit of a harassment because you were trying to figure out what retirement was going to look like for you and your wife and you were a little worried. And, uh, you know, you came before you came to Lifestyles, you really had a business that was really a job. You worked in it and you really didn't know where you were going to retire or how you were going to retire in that job. And I'm giving all this uh, paraphrasing up here, Kim, so we can get right to the to the conversation. But the bottom line is, I want you to take us from there, that guy that had a job, couldn't see the future, to now building your dream home in a dream location, being married to a dream wife, having dream vacations set up all the time, and still having tons of time to give back to other people and have significance in this world. In other words, you didn't just walk away and become an old man. You are significant to people's lives out there. You're important. And I want to know what it feels like to you so that people out there can go, hey, I would love to become successful like him. And so I could have those things and I could still have time to give back. Share with us what it was like just being that guy working in the trenches every day, Kim, and what it felt like to get to this point. Well, it feels pretty good. <laughs> You're the master of the understatement, aren't you? <laughs> you harassed me unmercifully because when I first got into this business, I was working in it instead of on it, and I couldn't grasp what it's like to have other people take care of all these things for us and let us you know, still make tons of money and, and go off and do fun stuff. And once it finally clicked... Then we decided, okay, it's time to make that move. Um, my wife's mom was financially secure and ready to go live life and, and enjoy it. And unfortunately, she didn't get to. Her life was cut short. But she always instilled on my wife, do this stuff now while you're young and you can have fun. It would have been easy for us to just stay in Houston and continue buying properties and selling and working in the business and, and all of that. But we decided, no, we need to get away from Houston to where we're forced to live the retirement lifestyle. And so we had uh, we had bought these lots uh, 10 years ago and decided we're going to build there because we just love this area. Uh, it's northwest of Austin. And so we just completed uh, our house day before yesterday. We got our certificate of occupancy. Um, it's right on the lake. Uh, it's just fabulous. We, we're just so excited about moving in, and um, we're going continu- to continue to gradually move in until the 20th of uh, the month when we have movers come and take all the heavy stuff out of our townhome, and we're going to start living the retirement lifestyle in our brand new home and we just you know we pinch ourselves every day because we just can't believe that this is what our life has become thanks to you and to lifestyles 
Have you truly grasped it yet, Kim? I mean, I'm asking you honestly because I grasp things in in pieces and parts, and sometimes I just wake up and go, "Wow, I don't even realize how good I've got it." You know, just have you got it yet? No, I don't. I really don't. Uh, you know, we we were we've been capable of traveling and doing whatever we want for the last five, seven, eight years, something like that. And we had an old puppy dog, and we didn't want to travel as much because of him, and he's since passed away. And so now we don't have anything holding us back. We can take care of any business we have to do from wherever we are, much like Johnny Lama does. Uh, so we're able to travel anywhere we want, and that, that's hard to grasp because our automatic reaction is, well, either, no, we can't do that or, you know, whatever. So. So we're we're having a tough time <laughs> forcing ourselves, but we've done it. We we just got back from a week's vacation on a sailboat in the Bahamas. Uh, we're getting ready to go to Jackson Hole for a couple of weeks, and so yes, we're uh, we're gradually getting hold of the fact that we are financially free, completely can do whatever we want whenever we want. So for people out there that that were sitting back where you were when you had your inspection company. Um, what do you have to say to them to, to get them over that hump? Because, I mean, there's lots of people listening to the show right now, and every day I try to beat into their mind that I know you're a skeptic, I'm a skeptic, but how did you break your skepticism, Kim? We didn't have any trouble believing before we ever went to any lifestyles events. I had done a lot of reading about investing because uh, I had been woefully unsuccessful at investing in the stock market. Every time I put some money in there, I would end up losing it. And so I knew there had to be a better way. With me here today is Kim McLean out of the uh, Central Texas office. He is uh, one of the three multifamily consultants out there. Is it two or three out there now, Kim? I forgot. Uh, We just have two right now. You have two, okay. Two multifamily consultants. And Kim, we're talking about, you know, what it feels like to have come to the end of this. Well, not the end of the term, but to be at the point where you know you know. What what do you know that I don't know? <laughs> Bad choice of words. Uh, uh, so as we as we look at this thing, we think back now. What does it feel like to be a mentor? I mean, here you've got this all this free time. Everybody else might just take it and disappear, and you've elected to give back and help other people. Why do you do that, and what feelings do you get from that? What does it satisfy in your personal psyche to want to do this? Well, when I I first went to your two-day, and you said something that really struck a nerve with me and stuck with me all these years, and you continue to say it year after year, and that is, I'll teach you how to be rich if you come back and show the map to other people. And I, you have just changed our world immensely. It's just unbelievable how much different and how much better our world is than it was before we joined Lifestyles. And so the only way I can really show you appreciation and everyone that's helped us along the way is to pay it forward and help other people. And when you came to me and asked me if I'd be interested in being a mentor, I didn't even have to think about it. It was a no-brainer that, yes, I, I, I promised you I would do that when I first joined, and that's what I'm doing. And I've gotten way more out of it than I put into it. Uh, listening to people's stories, 
helping them when they feel like there's uh you know all is lost or there's there's no way out of this this endless hole of work until you die uh you know it it's really rewarding and uh i see many people that are wealthy now that started off with a job and and uh had no way to retire so it's uh it's just a wonderful feeling uh helping helping all these folks have you had anybody successful come back to you and give you uh, the big thanks yet? Oh, absolutely. All the time. All the time. I get I get text messages from people that say, you know, thank you for helping us get into this apartment complex or these apartment complexes or whatever. You know, we, we owe our success to lifestyles and, and uh, to your help. And I get that all the time. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of kind of shy when it comes to that kind of stuff and i go oh it's really lifestyle i'm just a messenger but uh it really makes me feel good inside when they do that well you know i was reading this thing the other day about um what it takes the sixth needs that human beings have and one of the needs and this is not a want and this is not a desire and this is not a goal it's a need is to feel substantial, to have something in your life that makes you or makes you feel significant. And I cannot say that anything has ever given me more feeling of significance than consulting people personally to their success level. But beyond that, like you said, what I found about being consultant was it kept me razor sharp because maybe by owning my own real estate, I'd run into one problem every three to six months. Something would come up, go, oh, my, how do I solve this? But being consultant, it was like people were bringing me stuff every day. I had to be razor sharp to have all those answers. Also, it kept me razor sharp on the market. I knew exactly what stuff was selling for. Now, I miss that, Kim, not being a hands-on consultant anymore. How do you feel about that level? Yeah, absolutely. I left Houston and moved over here in Central Texas, and I realized how much I didn't know about this market since all of my properties are in the Houston area in Pasadena. And so it it really took a while to to get uh, honed up on all the information and everything. So, yeah, uh, and it does keep you sharp and uh, keeps you on your toes. I I get passives asking or uh, members asking me questions all the time, then I'm like, oh, whoa, let me look into this and and have to get the answer for them. So, yeah, it's it's definitely uh, helpful. Uh, We'll be right back with Kim McLean and the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. You're listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will be right back with more life-changing principles in just a few minutes. Stop waiting. Stop sitting around. Stop procrastinating. This is your time. Make it happen. Do it now. When's the best time? Now. People go, well, I don't know. It's going to crash. It's going to be better next year. I've got to listen to four more classes. I love guys come up to me and tell me, you know, I've been listening to you on the radio for eight years now, right? (laughs) I go, and you're not rich yet? (laughs) Well, really, I'm thinking about joining next month. (laughs) Do it now. Learn the skills you need to retire with real estate in five years or less. Do it now. Register for the Lifestyles Unlimited free online workshop, lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. 
Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me today is Kim McLean uh, from the Central Texas uh, area. He's a multifamily mentor out there. And uh, Kim, let's talk about some of the stuff that's been uh, keeping you interested and actively consulting and helping people change their lives here the late last couple of weeks or so. Well, one of one of the things that really came to mind when I was trying to come up with the topic for your show was uh, one of the mentorings that I had uh, earlier this week. It's a fellow, his, I'm going to call him Peter, that's not his real name because I'm telling his story without his permission because I didn't get a chance to get in touch with him. He's a Vietnam immigrant. He's, uh, if you remember that iconic video of the helicopter leaving the American embassy in Saigon and all the people fighting to get in the fence so they can get on the helicopter and get out there. His family was in that group, and he did not get out. His dad worked for the USA during the Vietnam War, and a lot of people don't really think about what happened to those folks after the war was over with. And he was telling me in uh, just brief uh, summary of some of the stuff that they endured, and it's just really mind-boggling, and it makes you really think about, you know, when we complain about this ache or this pain or this not going right, what these people really endured is just uh, phenomenal. Um, his dad was, uh, <clears throat> like I said, worked for the U.S. government, and so when the North Vietnamese took over, they tore up all his paperwork, which was huge over there because if you didn't have ID or pet, their version of passport or whatever it is, then they would just hound you and harass you unmercifully. And so his dad was put in work camps, I believe he said, eight times in 10 years. And what they would do is they would come and knock on your door every night in a neighborhood and look for your identification. And if you didn't have the identification, they hauled you off to these work camps. So consequently, what he and his family had to do was every night they would have to leave the house and just go hide somewhere until about midnight when they stopped checking to get back in his house. And he couldn't work. Uh, you know, a regular job over there because of that, and they lived in a in a small village. And uh, I mean, it's just unbelievably harsh, uh, harsh living. And they did this for ten years, and he finally qualified as a refugee, and brought his family with the shirt on his back and nothing else, and got to America somehow. And. Uh, this man is amazing. He uh, he scrimped and saved and did whatever he could, and he put his three kids, including our member Peter, through college. The stress of all of that really got to him. And so um, Peter was telling me how a couple of years ago his older brother died in a tragic accident, and that just kind of sent his dad over the edge. And he had this mystery illness where he would have a, develop a fever only at night, and it kept him from being able to sleep. And doctors couldn't figure out what it was. And so anyway, he kept, he couldn't sleep. He lost weight and he finally passed away. And, you know, Peter didn't speculate, but it sounds to me like just the thought of having to hide every night for all those years in Vietnam might have had something to do with that. It does sound very psychosomatic, doesn't it? it, Yeah, yeah. But it eventually took his life. And so that's, uh, you know, pretty traumatic for for this family. But anyway, uh, Peter went on to college got a degree, has built a pretty good life for himself. He's uh, working as a chemist, 
Uh, he has a wife that's an engineer. She's also uh, Vietnamese and Chinese. And um, they're both working, and they have two children. And like most wives and engineers, she's not real sure about this real estate investing thing. So uh, he's kind of doing it on his own. Um, he, Like I said, they have two small children. But he invested in real estate uh, before he joined Lifestyles. He bought some rental houses and didn't do a very good job of purchasing them. So they're increasing in value, but he's not really getting much cash flow in them. So somehow he found about Lifestyles, and he uh, joined just a couple of months ago. And so now he and I are talking about him being a lead investor and just, you know, talking about where he came from and what he wants to do now is just really uh it's really inspiring to me you know you like you said kim you look at people that have had almost everything like the brass ring the the silver spoon growing up here in america it always amazes me people who've come here with nothing from other countries understand the value of the entrepreneurial spirit understand the value of education and being able to get ahead uh, and many of our you know people that grew up right here in america our friends as we grew up, for instance, just didn't get it. As he goes into this right now, he's working, he's a parent, he's a husband, he's got some rental properties he's, he's working with. Where does he get the time to work with you on moving up and becoming a lead investor? Well, he and I met after work yesterday, and uh, you know he's trying to get to as many lifestyle events as possible, and he's just dedicated himself to making this happen. He, he drives an hour each way to work. He's on call 24 hours, and it just doesn't leave him any time to spend with his family. And so he's really dedicated himself to making this happen, and with, uh, with our help, it's going to happen, I guarantee you. Well, that's a great story. And it's in the infancy. Let's talk about someone that's gone through that phase that you're working with now. Yeah, well, let's see. I'm going on a uh, unit inspection with a young lady who owns a 16-unit, and now she's got a 96-unit under contract. And she's all excited about that, and I'm going to go walk those units with her. And that uh, buying that property is probably going to retire her. She works for the state. And she's just thrilled to death to do that. Uh, we have another one tomorrow that's um, another gentleman that's got three small properties, and he's looking at a 196-unit property, and that's going to retire him. Uh, he's thrilled about that. Um, got a got another guy that um, I helped him out on his uh, closing. I helped him sign on his note. He bought a 30-unit the other uh, last month, and he's just thrilled to death. He's already turned that property around and raised the uh, the rents fifty to seventy five dollars a month on every unit. Um, he's ready to retire. So I mean, the, the list goes on and on. Uh, there's just so many of them, and um, the story seems to be the same with with uh, minor variations. Well, you know, the thing that I was just thinking of as you're telling these multiple stories. And I want to hit you back with this here. Does it seem that to you that most people grow exponentially? In other words, they go, if they do a house, then they do 10 or 20 or more units. Or if they don't do a house, they do 10 or 20 units, and then they do 100. Doesn't that seem the most common to see them grow exponentially as opposed to just linearly from 10 to do another 10 to do 20? You know, 
Oh, absolutely. I, I, I've consulted many of them that say, well, I think, you know, I can probably get enough money to retire in 10 years if I, you know, buy a house a year, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, you can, you cannot get rich slowly. You really need to do this quickly. And it is possible. It's entirely possible. I mean, you don't have to double your income uh, or your net worth very often to get to where you need to be. So, uh, yeah, people are amazed at how quickly they can get to to where they uh, where they want to be. Uh, I got a got a call the other day from a gentleman. I helped him close his first property last year. He said the property is doing phenomenal. I'm ready to look for another bigger one, and I quit my job and I'm ready to move on. So, um, yeah, it's just amazing how quickly it happens. (laughs) What's amazing is how easily we throw around the statement, I quit my job, you know, or how easily we throw around the statement, this one will retire him. We're talking about people in their 30s, 40s, 50s, maybe even 60s, but they're doing this stuff in two to five years. That just blows my mind. With me is the multifamily mentor from Central Texas, Mr. Kim McLean. Hey, look, I'm a real estate investor. And I know investors that go on vacation one week every month. I know other investors that go one month, several times a year, all different ways to vacation. Share with us how you think a beginner real estate investor that's getting into his first one or two apartment complexes should look at vacationing and how you would arrange it yourself to be able to make sure your business gets taken care of and yet you still have all that free time to take off. Well, the the key is to... to like I mentioned earlier, is to work on your business and not in it. Uh, you need to trust people that are going to take care of things. You need to hire good people and make sure they take care of them. Uh, we, in order to move over here and retire, we hired a supervisor who has 25, 30 years experience in the industry. She takes care of all of our operational issues, supervises all our managers, and we're just very, very fortunate that we have enough units that we can afford to do that. That's kind of the end game, as I see it, get developing or buy enough units to where you can afford to hire supervisors. Same thing with apartments. You want to buy enough apartment units to where you can have a manager on site to take care of all of that. So uh, that's the the main thing. Some some minor things is the around the twentieth of the month you seem to not have much going on. You've taken care of all your first of the month stuff, your partnership reports, and all of that. So if you're going to plan a two week, three week vacation, do it at the end of the month, not at the beginning of the month. And uh, you know, I I have a first world problem with my vacation. My wife is a flight attendant for thirty years. She's been everywhere. So in order for me to convince her to go on a vacation, I have to get real creative. It has to be someplace interesting and fun that she's never been, which that's a very small list. <laughs> that digs into your significance, doesn't it? Uh, honey, uh, <laughs> no, no, honey, yeah. thank you very much. I've already been there, done that. Uh, been yeah, there, done been. that. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> Yeah, that emasculates you right there on the spot, doesn't it? Okay, that's a tough one. So the back end of the month is the better time to go. And, um, you know, you got your rents in, you've done your evictions, they're done, all that stuff's out of the way. Generally, we pay our bills by the 15th of the month. Is that about right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And, you know, these days, you can set things up to pay automatically. They can do bank drafts, they can do, you know, whatever. And so uh, for the for the stuff that, you know, the mortgage, 
things that are pretty much the same every month. You just arrange those to pay ahead of time, and so uh, it makes life a whole lot easier. You know, I'm, I'm an old fart, and I just recently figured that stuff out. or Either that or I just got frustrated enough where I just finally decided to go ahead and do it. And it, it is amazing. I took all my personal bills and put them on auto draft, and it's like a whole different life. I mean, that was a whole day of my life I'd sit down and pay those stupid bills. And, man, it's so much easier now. So I agree with you. I'd put everything on auto draft if I possibly could. I used to worry that they'd take the wrong amount of money or they'd do this or they do that. Now I'm just like, hey, it doesn't matter. You can always work it out in the back end if you had to. So that's a good yep, idea absolutely. also. What else would you suggest people do uh, to keep themselves in a position where the business doesn't run them, but they run the business? Uh, keep talking to people like you and other owners because you're going to make sure that you're not, you're not out there planting flowers at your property. You're not, you know, cleaning units for make readies and things like that. Uh, we we were so proud when we bought our very first property and we went out there and planted the flowers around the sign and we thought that was gorgeous and we were having fun <laughs> doing it. But now you couldn't pay me to go out there and do that. That's hilarious. You planted your own flowers, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. We were saving on the landscaping. <laughs> Man, that is hilarious. That really is. You know, it's uh, it's interesting, though. You're right, though. Hanging out with people um, really does make a difference. In fact, I think, um, you know, we have a group of people we go out with on a regular basis. And when I first started hanging out with them, they were all working diligently within their business. Uh, very happy because they just purchased properties and they're all excited and everything, just like you are talking about. And, you know, week after week going out to dinner with me and they finally just got it. Finally, they're like, you're right. I don't want to go over there every day. I don't want to do all this stuff. And it's not that you have to. It's that you think you have to. And that's what yeah. makes the difference. You have to realize you just need to set the systems up so you don't need to work in your business. And most people have never been able to see that because everything they've done in life was they've got paid for them working, not for them creating something, not for them organizing a successful entrepreneurship, but by working in the business, trading time for money, and that's what they're used to. Well, Kim, I'm glad you came on today and appreciate your time and your story. And I appreciate you being out there consulting other people. We're lucky that we're able to take you from the Houston market and move you to the San Antonio and Austin market. We're really happy to still have you on the team out there. You feel like you're getting your uh, arms around that market? Absolutely. Absolutely. I just have to figure out a way to keep Doug from doing all the work. He's got most of the members in San Antonio and he seems to do most of the work. So I got to I got to kind of rustle some of that away from me. Why, why do I see this little violin in your hand? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, like, like I can't even believe that, that you're really worried about that, although I know it's true, but I, uh, for some reason I can see the Kim McLean I know is sitting there with his flip flops going, boy, Doug, I wish you wouldn't work so hard. Not. You know, so all right. Well, I, Kim, I, I live by what you what you always say, Dell. There are two types types of people in the world: those who work for a living and those that let them. Now, those that are willing to work and those that are willing to let them. And you're right. Yeah, we're on that other I side there you. with the shirt. All right, guys. Thanks for coming in today, and we look forward to helping you more. And remember, we're not doing it for the money; we're doing it for the lifestyle. We'll see you tomorrow. 
The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.